0: Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential
1: sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for
0: updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on the most influential sports talk show in America here on Sports Scope. Um on the planet, excuse me, not in America. America's getting pretty small. Okay. Uh, Keith Engel will be on the program 30 minutes past the hour. I was going to ask him, what does he think about this college football conference alignment? Does he think, is is there any potential uh, movement in college football as far as pushing up the season because of the ratings dominance and of uh, over the other sports College football second in ratings in America, TV ratings only to only to the um, the NFL, more than Major League Baseball, more than NBA, hockey, you name it. Uh, college has got so I'll have Keith Engel come in. I'll ask him about this Henry Ruggs case. The sentencing came down today. Also, Hard Knocks got some good soundbite there. Very good opening speech there by Robert Salaf. We'll talk about that as well and more. Uh, I'll be back here in 49 seconds. We'll take our first and only break, and we'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions, and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the Cash App, the word, the Cash Sign, and Sports Scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to Sports, that is Sports with an S, another S, Scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then. Okay. Also, quick announcement. Jack Hirsch, Hall of Fame boxing writer, will be in tomorrow. Jack Hirsch is the... uh, uh, he will be here 30 minutes past the hour tomorrow. I'm going to ask him about Terrence Crawford. Uh, Crawford is the, I want to say, welterweight champion. He is undefeated, and he's 35. And I was wondering why haven't nobody, the casual fan like myself and a lot of you all, haven't heard of this guy. We'll get into some Jake Paul questions, some Jets questions, and more. But first, uh, so those are the announcements. You know, I feel like I'm Pickle's uh, uh, you know the principal will get on the loudspeaker and they give all these announcements, or in school, and then you, you you get to go with everything else. He finally gets off the loudspeaker. I don't know if they sh- do that now or not, but anyways, okay. Now uh, people ask, why, why do you dive into these dark stories? And, and I'll tell you this: Henry Ruggs today was sentenced uh, for his 2021. Uh, uh, DUI, crash, uh, crashed into a woman doing 156 miles an hour in his Corvette, and she burned alive, and her dog did, you know. And the reason why I say that is, uh my competition, the national media, will not dive into these. These are dark stories. These are very sensitive topics, but. It, it's 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 how I separate myself, the me from the dim. Okay, uh, so so let's. By the way, and and Devonte Smith, Devontae Smith was accused from practicing to show up. That was his. Uh, that was his teammate with uh, in Alabama. He showed up to watch uh, come to the sentence and got some heat for that. Got some heat for that. Uh, a lot of people didn't like that. Uh, but anyways, this is from TMZ at 10.32 uh, Pacific time, which is, uh, you know, you're, you're 1.30 in Eastern time. Henry Ruggs, lawyers David Chestoff and Richard Schoenfeld uh, released a statement Wednesday mornings promising that the former football player is released from prison. He will return to making, con- you know, contributions, uh, has accepted responsibility, and is he pled guilty and the sentence in the court. Uh, again, he's going to get in his minimum is three years. So there, there's nothing came up about this whole time served or anything like that. I could not find that pickles. I could not find uh, anything that said about his time served. So I think he actually got out. And uh, but if he would have stayed in, he could have got a lot of that done. He could have got at a, a least a year or so, possibly two, this happened, this incident happened in 2021 in the middle of the season. Uh, this this thing says the ex-receiver learned his fate moments ago. Uh, he's 24, and he said, this is what he said. He says, to my parents, to the parents of Mrs. Tentor, I sincerely apologize for the pain and suffering. My actions on November 2nd, 2021 have caused you and your family for Miss Tina and Max, that's the uh, that's the uh, golden retriever that burned up in this car. I let my family, my teammates, those who believed in me down for my actions. Now, that being said, that being said, um, here is what Nick Saban, I've got an OJ Simpson quote, Pickles. But here's what Nick Saban uh, said about this uh, probably last year. Probably last year, very controversial, but Saban is that dad that's going to tell you like it is, whether you like it or not. Nick Saban on this on leadership.
1: about being leaders than they've ever been before. Because
0: you say why Nick Saban, Nick Saban? Nick Saban was his coach was. in college at Alabama. Well,
1: if there was a player in Las Vegas
0: drinking at three o'clock in the morning with his buddies and his girlfriend and somebody would have taken his keys away Bobby would have pissed him off probably would have made him mad Bobby wouldn't have thought very much of you for doing that but would he be better off now or is he better off where he was going 156 miles an hour running the ass into somebody and killing him and he's in jail and he doesn't have a career anymore and he's a good kid and he never had one problem on our team in Alabama So,
1: what kind of friend were you? What kind of leader were you when you allowed the guy to do it?
0: But nobody wants to do that. Because they're afraid of what somebody's going to think of. Afraid of what somebody's going to think of. them. That was a great, great speech by Nick Saban there. I apologize about the cheesy music. Some of these uh, things you see on YouTube, people put the music behind them. I'll say this. Yes, it's a like sentence, Okay and I, I, I do think that, uh, that, like Nick Saban said, this guy's never been in trouble before. Uh, if, 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 if he would have been in trouble in Nevada, they would have found out about it. It would have been reported. So it hasn't been in any trouble before. Uh, that young woman uh, uh, is 23 years old, and her dog, their parents, I'm probably pretty sure there's going to be a, a civil suit from this. I haven't read that. Uh, there's been talks of it, but there's I haven't read anything official. They're probably going to sue this guy. I'm sure he's broke, okay? He's already been cut from the Raiders. Uh, he's probably, some of that contract's probably been void, if not all of it. Uh, so that, that'll be left up to the courts. Nothing has came about of that. Uh, nothing has came about of that. Uh, but that being said, Okay, I made some notes here. I've got an O.J. quote, Pickles. Do not let me uh, not play that soundbite of O.J. Simpson. It's pretty funny and very ironic. But if you're asking me, say he's 27, 28 gets out. That's if he has good behavior. You know, Pickles thinks it may be at least five years. Just say he gets out at 28, four years, whatever. All right, Uh, mind you, Leonard Little... Uh and Dante Stallworth both had DUI related accidents, not DUIs, accidents where someone lost their life. Both of these players came back and played in the National Football League. Okay. Uh, so I I unlike everybody else, I still think there's a chance the guy could come back and play again. I do think that he's probably gonna get uh The family will sue him, and rightfully so. But I also think from an opinion standpoint that I do think people should have an opportunity after they serve their time to come back and work. You know, if I'm him, uh, I'm sure he's taking all kinds of uh, uh, rehab classes. Uh, He's doing everything he can. Plus, I would probably, if he hasn't finished his degree in there, finish that, and and just pay your debt back to society. I, I've said this. I've had Jeffrey Deskovit on the program. Now, he was wrongfully accused and went in prison for 16 years. There's a documentary about him on uh, Amazon. I haven't watched it because they charge for it. It's like 30 minutes. But if uh, I do think the guy should have a shot to go out and compete again, even if it was my daughter uh, that... People say, well, you say that now, that's not your kid. I get it. I totally get what you're saying. But uh, I do think people should have an opportunity to go back and earn again, okay? And quite frankly, what if they sue him for for four or $5 million and he don't have that? Maybe he's got one. Uh, then he could go back and play for a team for a few years and earn it back. But if he could still run and run routes, I think he should get the opportunity. Uh, You know, Michael Vick, that dog, I mean, I I know you're saying humans and dogs. I mean, those several, several dogs were killed and tortured. Uh, He came back and got another $100 million contract. But O.J. Simpson, O.J. Simpson does not think, uh, O.J. Simpson calls it a slap on the wrist pickles. Listen up. O.J. Simpson, the O.J. Simpson. Okay. Uh, and he loves to end end every uh, speech with just saying
1: I know I went to Hey it's World, it's me, yours truly. Now I know I went to college on a football scholarship, but somehow this map is
0: not adding up to me. You're driving a car at roughly hundred and sixty miles an hour on a public street and end up uh, killing a girl and her dog and you get three to ten years. You go to a hotel room that you're invited to to retrieve your own personal stolen... That's what OJ Simpson did. He went to a hotel room, had a gun to get some stuff that was stolen from him in Vegas and got nine years. Let OJ finish. The, uh, I'm just giving you a little background here. This is OJ.
1: Property I now have because it was ruled to be mine by the state of California.
0: (laughs) And you get 9 to 33 years. Same courthouse, same city, same state. I don't know. Somehow it just does not add up to me. (laughs) I'm just saying. I had to get his last quote in there. I'm just saying, um, you know, he was a first-round pick, Corey. Uh, he, he he led this team in receptions and yards. He played for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, that's how good a player that he was. Now, OJ, I've watched the Made in America documentary, probably the greatest sports documentary of all time. I know the Michael Jordan last dance was really good. This thing was like a long, drawn-out movie, covered things from every which way under the sun. O.J. Simpson, before all this came about in 94, O.J., I was watching the the, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary, and O.J. Simpson, O.J. Simpson, was originally picked to play the Terminator but the producer decided not to cast him because he was too nice of a guy, unquote. Uh, You want to say the documentary, going back to the OJ documentary, Made in America documentary, uh, his lawyers or whatever said that this was, this stuff that happened to OJ in in Vegas where he did nine years and he's out now, uh, this was the fifth quarter he says, this was like when we lost a football game in high school in the hood. Yeah, we lost the fourth quarter, but we're going to kick their butt physically in the fifth quarter. He's saying this is society getting back in him because he uh, uh, essentially, whatever your opinion, one way or the other, got away with that double murder case. Uh, you want to call it karma? You want to call it the fifth quarter? Whatever. I don't know if OJ got in any other small issues outside of Vegas. I don't know those details either. But either way, I think that, yes, it is a pretty light sentence. I do think that the guy is uh, apologetic. Uh, I think he was young and made a mistake. I play what Nick Saban said. I do think he should get another opportunity Uh and see what happens. Uh, Pickle says he said uh, uh, Riggs spent 30 days PTSD-related. Pickle says NFL public relations try to deep six that story. Yes. Yes. And he says uh, second largest business in Nevada is incarceration. Uh, Okay. And uh, bankrupt and walk away. Uh, that that could possibly happen. If it's me, I try to give these folks some money because I feel bad if I if if I'm Henry Ruggs, my PR move would be to to try to give them what I could because I'm feeling bad. This is a terrible, terrible tragedy, you know. Uh, I, and, I, and again, I know it doesn't bring her back, and I I understand that, and um, uh, but at some point, once you pay your dues. I think, like a Jeffrey said, uh, people should going back to what Jeffrey Deficit, who was wrongfully put in for 16 years, had him on the program. Uh, that he uh, was telling his inmates, "You guys need to do something that's going to help you once you get out of prison," like he did. Went to school, got his legal stuff, got his legal degrees, and everything. It's supposed to rehabilitate. That's a whole thing for incarceration is supposed to rehabilitate you while you're serving a punishment. So a lot of you saints, um, I mentioned that Devontae Smith, his teammate from Alabama, went to this. I was reading some of the comments when that came about, and people were saying should kick him off the team. Did he go to this woman's funeral? You know, Uh, so I understand that sentiment as well. So uh, I haven't heard anything from the family. They're probably mad about this. This feels somewhat uh, like like a slap on the wrist, and I totally, totally understand that, you know. But uh, it, it, it is what it is. I, I think they made their decision, and uh, now you got to go, go forward with it, you know. I, I think he'll take some classes, and I think that somebody will give him a shot somewhere. Somebody that was on one of the Alabama staffs is probably going to be a coordinator somewhere or a receivers coach. Uh, maybe, maybe it's Belichick because he's friends with Nick Saban. You know, he comes in for the league minimum. I told you this the other day, folks. He's played a year. The league minimum, if you played a year, it's over eight hundred thousand dollars. Okay, uh, he would love that in three years, and it won't be that now. It won't be that in in, in three years from now or four years from now. It'll be probably over a million, million, two, something like that. And he'll be lucky to get any. But, you know, I'll keep him in. I'll bring him in for a trial. But but that's just me, you know. Again, Leonard Little, uh, same type of situation, played several more years, won a Super Bowl with the L.A. Rams. Dante Stallworth went back, played football as a receiver, same type of situation. Uh, wanted their discretion, Nevada wanted their pound of flesh, yeah, yeah, okay. So it is what it is. I'm going to ask uh Keith Engel about that when he comes up 30 minutes past the hour. Uh, he may be here the next 10 minutes. So I've got another story here, folks. Uh, I ordered HBO, recorded it last night, hard knocks, Aaron Rodgers. Really good. I'll say I watched it today for the program. Really good. Listen to the Jets head coach. Uh his is opening speech here for training camp. Really good stuff here. If I can get it, because I, I gotta hurry because I, I, I don't want to keep Keith waiting once he comes here on the program. I think it's this one. Did you know that the- I love this? Listen to this story about the crow in the eagle by the head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Salaf. The only bird, the only bird in the world that will attack an eagle is a crow. It's a crow. That's the only bird that will actually have the balls to attack an eagle. It will perch on the eagle's back and peck at its neck. So rather than fight back and tear a crow to pieces like it can, the eagle spreads its wings and it soars as high as it possibly can. It keeps going and going and going as high as it can. And the higher the eagle flies, the harder it is for the crow to breathe. Eventually the crow suffocates, falls back down to earth and dies. That's what happens. Guys, we got a great deal of hype around this. We do. All kinds of expectations. And with great expectations, we know that there's going to be a whole lot of people, a whole lot of crows expecting us to fall on our face. What are you doing to find that little bit more to get us closer to being a great fucking team. You finish practice, now what? You finish meetings, now what? Lifting, now what? A rep, now what? And if we come together and we challenge ourselves to do a little bit more every day, the crows will fall by themselves. Embrace what we're capable of. I love that. I love that. So you fly on so... You're, you're doing so well that the haters fall to the ground because you're soaring so high. They're taking so many shots at you that they're losing altitude, and they fall down. And instead of you coming to their level and fighting them, I think that's what he's getting at. My dad used to tell me the best revenge in life is living well. I love that. Robert Asala. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff here, and I wanted to play this other one. Uh, the 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 Aaron Rodgers has taken this uh, wizard approach. He's taken this mentor approach to the players. He's bringing in his swagger. He's in this manifestation stuff. I'm into it to a certain extent, not like he is. I'm more of a Christian guy, based by manifestation, positive talking. Uh, he is accepting all this, all this expectations. Listen to the crowd when he comes out. Aaron Rodgers, very rock star like reception as he starts the first day of training camp. Good stuff here. He's walking out. He is. He's talking to the cameraman. I'm giving you some good stuff here. Okay. I'm giving you some good stuff here. Aaron Rodgers again walking out onto the practice field. You guys got me good or do you
1: have to give me some good shit today.
0: And he's walking. And he's getting closer and closer and closer to the crowd. Welcome to New York, man. Gives me goosebumps just watching it. As you can tell, he's getting closer and closer and Closer. Let's go, Rogers. Clap, 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 clap. Let's go, Rogers. Clap, 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 clap. It's Michael hey, Carter. to
1: hey,
0: be the same. Hey, the I don't believe he's the GOAT, but
1: make
0: you famous today, told the equipment guy he said, Vito, he said, I'll make you famous today. And he took that line from uh, Emil Estevez in the hit movie sequel, Young Guns 2. uh, Very, very uh, sure of himself. (laughs) Pickles. Very sure of himself. Now, Robert Sala, later on in in there, he's a little tense during the first game they played, the preseason game, you know, the Hall of Fame game. Uh, against uh, the Browns, and and he's telling Robert, he said, "Man, you're too negative, man. We got to get you some more positive energy." Uh, so he's taking that approach to this. Uh, there, there's some parts in there where he is mentoring Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, guy's a four time MVP. You know, uh, so it ironically, it's showing him throw the ball to uh, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, ironically, is number 17, the same number that the leading receiver of uh, the Packers was, Devontae Adams. And, uh, you know, he, he, he says he wanted to meet uh, Liv uh, Schreiber, who was the narrator, uh, calls him the voice of God. Uh, there's a lot of stars there right off the bat. Former players, Curtis Martin, Tiki Barber. Rapper Method Man was at practice, you know. Uh, so it, it, it's coming in with a lot of hype, but it's not arrogance. There's a level of confidence that is, I got you. Uh, what, 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 just hearing Rogers talk about He realizes that they were forced to do this thing. They didn't want to fool with it. And, you know, the narrator asking, the narrator comes to the practice and meets him in person. In a in a helicopter, the producers uh, insisted on the narrator, this sleeve Schreiber guy, uh, and do it. And he he says, "Listen, man, why don't nobody want to do this thing?" And he said, "Well, it's a distraction. They see it, but I like it. I embrace it, and it reminds me Aaron Rodgers' confidence aura. Reminds me of Bill Belichick when he." Got the finally got the job with the Patriots. Remember that the Jets tried to uh, put him in and uh, work away, and uh, Parcells kind of worked behind the scenes to keep him as the head coach of the Jets, and and he didn't want to be forced to be the head coach of the Jets. Long story short, he wiggles his way because he didn't care for uh, Mr. Woodson, the owner of the Jets. I think he's a pretty good guy, though. I think it was a miss, but anyway, that means no, never mind. He he gets the job at the New England Patriots, Belichick. And he puts his arm, this was in the Two Bills documentary. He puts his arm on the podium and he says, Listen, I got this. I got this. And he's very, um, he's very uh, confident, confident guy there, Pickles. Uh, And Pickles says he loves the camera. He used to not have this approach here, but he does now. And, uh, he was at a Taylor Swift concert earlier this summer with some teammates. And he was saying, We just won the Super Bowl. And he's hugging the players. And he is re- he's living the this in his head. He's saying this. You know, and they're seeing him walk through the facility and he looks at the Lombardi trophy uh, when they won in 68 with Joe Daniff, And He says it's it's lonely in there. That Lombardi trophy looks lonely. We gotta get him a friend, you know. So he realizes the magnitude of this. He's taking a pay cut. The 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 Jets fans could not ask from a mental engagement side of things any more from, from what Aaron Rodgers has uh has provided here. Now that being said, it still comes down to Micaiah Becton being healthy. And I'm gonna ask Jack about this. And of course, uh uh, D- Dwayne, uh yeah, Dwayne Brown, the other le- the left tackle, and Micaiah Becton, the right tackle, who wants to play left tackle. You know, uh Brown has not practiced yet. We're still in the preseason, and Becton is taking less snaps than than the staff would like him. He was supposed to take 20-something snaps on on Sunday night. He took like seven. So there is a concern of that. And I'm going to ask uh, Jack Hirsch there. I'm going to ask Jack Hirsch, does he think that if, if if what if this does blow up in their face? You know, uh, what if these two guys cannot play and they're going against Von Miller on Monday night, 9 the first game of the season, and he gets hurt. And he gets hurt and out for a few games, and Zach Wilson's in there. And this whole thing falls apart. Do you blame Robert Sala for that? Do you blame Joe Douglas for that? When they had the 13th pick and they could have drafted the tackle that went 27th to the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I forgot his name, Hutchison or something, Harrison. Uh, from, from Oklahoma. So those type of questions, and I and I have to go back and see if there's any other tackles drafted after 13. They got a they got an edge rusher instead. Do you blame those guys? I would say yes. I would say yes that you would blame those guys. So without further ado, there is Keith Angle with a great background there. Man, I love that.
1: Yeah, it's our college football background. Hello, Robert. How are you?
0: Good, man. Good to see you. Hey, what team is that back there? Ohio State. That is Boston College. Man, that looks awesome, man. It's a beautiful I like stadium. That.
1: I had a friend of mine uh, back in the early two thousands. His son uh, went to school with the. I went to. I didn't go to school, but he's a good friend of mine. I played golf. With him. His son went there. He's a starting offensive lineman when yeah. uh, Matty Ryan was the uh, quarterback there. Oh, actually. nice. We used to go out and have uh, a few adult beverages with uh, his dad, uh, who is a, really a character, by the way, Matt Ryan's dad. And uh, we had a lot of fun at that stadium right there for four years. It was a lot of fun.
0: Pickle says Flutie Country. Flutie Fools Country. Flutie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know something. Let me ask you about this story broke early this afternoon. Uh, what is your thoughts on Henry Ruggs getting three to ten years – uh, for that horrific crash where he got cut from the Raiders back in 2021.
1: I have to tell you, I, I have, again, I pray to God, nothing like this ever happens to me. If this happened to me, I think I'd be getting more than three to 10. Yeah. With a chance of being out in three years, he's driving 156 miles an hour. Yes. With his blood alcohol. I don't remember what it was, but if I remember right, it was like three times the le- legal limit, maybe yeah, close to it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not setting the right example. I mean, again, he's going to prison. Good. But, yeah, you know, I just feel like it's a light sentence. His, his life is not his, – his life obviously is never going to be the same as it shouldn't yeah. be, but he took a life. And, yeah, the girl
0: burned up and her dog. Now, yeah. um, do you think anybody – say he gets out, he's 27, 28. You're up in New England. He played for Alabama. Nick Saban knows Bill Belichick. Nick Saban said, hey, the guy never got in trouble here. You know? Do you yeah. think he gives him a shot? Uh if he can run routes in, in, in three years or four years?
1: I don't know. I don't think he ever gets a chance to play in the NFL again. I, okay. just, I don't think so. If it's been a different, you know, something different. I don't know. Maybe nobody was killed, you know, and he had to go do some time or whatever. No, I don't I just don't think he'll get another opportunity.
0: You don't think so? Here, this is The reason why I think he will, may not, is Leonard – what is his name? Leonard Little, defensive end for the Rams. Gotten a Helix D. uh, And and Dante Stower, former Patriot, also came back after getting – killed somebody drunk driving in Miami.
1: He certainly wasn't as good a player either when he came out. I mean, I don't think you're going to go to prison for three or four years and come out with the same level of – talent that you had when you went in yeah yeah yeah
0: well it's food for thought i, I did think it was a little light oj simpson he's really irritated he he went to the same uh courtroom got nine years and he he's mad about that <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the but listen, because nine years he couldn't be out there looking for the real killers. I mean, I don't blame him. For, he couldn't you
0: know. find the real killers. Remember yeah. that Jay Leno thing where it yeah. showed him on the golf course?
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. He he, he was at, at, he, before he went back to prison uh, or to prison for the nine years. He was uh, steadfastly checking every golf course uh, in the country for the real yeah. killers of his
0: hanging out in Miami with strippers,
1: uh, you know. Geez.
0: I saw a lot of footage of OJ. OJ did it. You ever watch Barbershop ice cube movie? I, I have, I
1: have, I have, I have. I have, I have.
0: <laughs> Setter dinner dinner He's like, OJ
1: did it. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the oh, that that story is still one of the great crime stories like in, in history yeah. because I have no doubt that he killed these two people, yeah. but I also have no doubt that the LA police framed him. They framed an instant. Wow. Did, framed did the you
0: see the Made in America guy. documentary?
1: Yeah, I thought it was really well done. I saw it like three or four times, man. I thought it was really well done, and I'm convinced, like I said, that L.A. police framed a guilty guy. (laughs) (laughs) Only in America can that happen. You frame a guilty guy. for Don Don King.
0: Yeah, remember, if you recall, and you like these sports documentaries like I do. Love them. If you recall, his agent said that he got really high one night, O.J. did, and said if she wouldn't have came at me with that knife she'd be alive today
1: yeah yeah you know there's a lot of really
0: good documentary if if anybody hadn't seen it yeah you probably order it from somewhere
1: oh just check it out if you gosh everything's streaming somewhere today you can find it that's for sure
0: yeah yeah so what's your thoughts about this
1: college football realignment man i mean this is wild ain't it you know it's funny. Uh, I've got to start. I, I've had to adjust my own thought process from, I hate this. Yeah. Because it's destroyed all regional aspects of college football, regional rivalries, uh, historical regional rivalries are going by the wayside. Think that those are things that have really been the, uh, um, one of the big factors in college football over the years are these regional things yeah. are like this, just in a pack, Twelve the Civil War Oregon Oregon State uh, yeah. the Apple Cup with Washington Washington State will be no more at least for the, to this year they'll have it but yeah. they'll probably be no more for like twenty or thirty years they won't have a chance to even match up and Man. while that may not seem important to people who just tune in to watch Alabama and Georgia yeah that's the lifeblood of or was the lifeblood of NCAA football re it's a regional I said this forever. Robert and I probably yeah. didn't coin this phrase I probably stole it from somebody who'll see
0: <laughs>
1: but college football is a regional sport with national appeal and yeah. that's going away it's being lost with all of this Rick Let, I, I yeah. was talking about I was talking about the uh, feud that uh, Mac and Jack have tried to uh stimulate between the two of us <laughs>
0: thank you Rick <laughs> No, I yeah. love that you keep well you I come on at 7 30. I know you had to leave at 8 30 Eastern. Yeah, you yep. have to leave at 8 30 Eastern. Matt, if it was up to Mac, he'd have 25 people on there. Oh, I
1: know. <laughs> no, know. It's it gotten to be a, a joke, obviously, as we <laughs> take those
0: He likes having a thousand people. I like the smaller, the better, so we can all kind of get some questions. I've got, I've got Jack Hirsch coming on tomorrow. I want to ask him some boxing questions, you know? So. Love Jack. Got uh, uh, Jim Jeff Coat will be on next week. I'm going go over to Cowboys with him. Uh, so, are you aware, and you probably are, because I know you like to read stuff in the sports too, that the NCAA football, college football, is second in ratings only to the NFL. Yep. They're beating Major League Baseball and uh, 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 the NBA. Sometimes four and five. You know that um, not just the Georgia and Ohio State, they got 20 something million people watch that game, man.
1: There are people not just watching the games, but on Saturdays, there's like probably 10, th- 10 times the number. And obviously, there's a lot more games, right? But there's yeah. 10 times or more the number of people in the stands across the country watching college football. Every yeah. one of these venues, not everyone, most of these venues are just packed you look at places like uh, the big house in Michigan, it's got 110,000 people in it Saturday after Saturday. doesn't matter whether it's, you know, the little sisters of the poor Ohio state, (laughs) They they just come in and they, and they, and they, they come rain or shine or winning or losing. And, College football is a great sport. I'm gonna not. I'm not gonna be a hypocrite and tell you I'm gonna sit here and stop watching the games because I don't yeah. like going out.
0: team playoff, man. I think it's great personally. Well, I know it's gonna mess up some of the rivalries, but you're still gonna get Auburn and I, Alabama. You're gonna get Oklahoma and Texas again.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna end up with a 16 team playoff. Unfortunately, that where 12 of them are gonna be from the SEC and the Big Ten. That's what. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's and true. That is true.
1: This. The way the 12 teams are set up the first year, it's the six best or six highest ranked conference championships and the six best at largest. Okay, but
0: you've already I haven't even looked that far into it. Okay, that's interesting.
1: Now you've only got four major conferences today. There could be three by the time that happens. If something happens with the ACC, they could implode. Yes. And if Clemson and Florida State happen to find a way out of there, which is going to be difficult, Florida State's, you know, set, rapes, uh, saber rattling that they want out because they feel them and Clemson are getting an unfair portion of the TV money when they drive the size of the contract. But this conference is locked in until 2036 in our TV contract. It would cost Florida State $120 million to buy their way out of that conference. Woo! Now. That
0: is- Wow, they're man. Getting,
1: they're getting – the rumors are that they're getting uh, financial – or trying to get financial help or advice from Morgan Stanley. Um, so it would be interesting to see if – again, this is what we talk about with college football now. I, I can't wait till we get to games because I'm tired of talking about Morgan Stanley wow. helping Florida State find their way out now, of H- are, the ACC.
0: I, so what, are, are they going to come to the SEC?
1: If the SEC wants them. I mean, here's the thing. Do, do they want them? I've read, yeah. I've read some articles this week praising the SEC for not, you know, jumping the bandwagon, going out and looking for the next uh, uh, big move in realignment. And to me, are they really being altruistic? or Are they just trying to protect themselves? Because if they bring in two more teams, it's they got to split the money two more ways. It, to me, it's yeah. more about greed than anything else. ESPN, they don't—they're playing nine games in conference because ESPN wouldn't raise their their TV revenue yeah. for the extra game.
0: What are your thoughts on, you mentioned that before, those long contracts, on doing these schedules years and years ahead yeah. of time? I'm so tired of seeing these Alabama play, uh, uh, who they, MTSU. I, I have friends that went to MTSU, no mm-hmm. offense, but I don't want to see them play Labor Day weekend NTSU, UT Martin is playing. That's Georgia. in Tennessee, too, I think. They're Georgia. playing Georgia. Yeah. You well, know, would you like to see out Georgia and Alabama playing week one? Or W just using that for example? Yeah. So,
1: or Austin P. maybe could play one of them. I
0: went to Austin P., man. And you, that's, that's why ridiculous. I
1: said that. That's why I said yeah, that.
0: I mean, I don't, I, I and I tell my friends that, my day alumni, I'm alumni, I graduated. I don't want to see that. Well, I understand we need the money, but man, the the viewers—I want to see more.
1: One good conference play. One good thing, Robert. And if you're if you're a proponent of this realignment stuff, which I am not, but I'll have to to learn to live with it. I'll have to learn to live with it. One of the good things that may come of it is the fact that with these bigger conferences, they're not going to have room to put cupcakes on their schedule. So well, there's
0: three of them right now for Georgia. I think one's okay, right? Yeah. One one cupcake. And don't make it in week one. You've got all these teams have all summer to prepare for these for their opponent, you know?
1: Well, uh, I don't know. It, you're saying, see it in like week 12 or something, I don't think I want to see it then either. You basically get a bye week before a conference <laughs> championship. You see that in the SEC too. <laughs> Alabama's out playing Townsend State, you know, on yeah. week 12.
0: Do you think with with those numbers like that, those ratings, is there a possibility? I know we have week zero coming up. Yeah. Maybe move these games farther up into August, perhaps. Yeah. Because of that real estate. Well, NFL to compete.
1: Well, because of the uh, expanded playoff and such, there's been talk about, you know, because of the loss of importance, if you will, of some of the bowl games, right? There's been talk about moving some of the bowl games to the front of the season and and matching up good teams, like you said, maybe replace week zero and maybe even a week before that with some good matchups and play some bowl games when they might be relevant. Who's going to watch, you know, with a a 12-team playoff coming up next year and these super conferences, who's going to be watching, you know, Syracuse and and freaking uh, I don't know uh, South Florida playing the Yankee uh, the Pit Strike Bowl. Nobody <laughs> that. these these bowls are going to die a slow death. There's nobody in them. Yeah, watch, watch the state. Well, a lot of guys That's go to
0: the NFL anyways if you're eligible, even if you go to a small school.
1: That's another thing that drives me nuts. These kids yeah. should be. I mean, again, if you sign, you know, they all have these. Uh, I guess what are you going to do to them if they they're leaving anyway? But yeah. You know, if you're for them to lead their schools high and dry going into a playoff, a conference playoff game or a a bowl game, I think is ridiculous. Same as coaches, coaches shouldn't be allowed to be negotiating during the season, signing contracts before the season's over, and then not coach the the team sometimes in the most important games of the year.
0: Yeah, and and I think uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a senator from Alabama. He made a proposal. Tumberville, like, Yeah, Tumberville said that him and another I think it was some democrat or something they they bipartisan Joe that I hope
1: they,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they we said you, the transfer portal you got to stay 3 years unless unless uh the coach leaves. And Rick, yeah, we met at the UC Center uh tw- over 20 years ago in 2002 I met Carlos Madnyoker Chavez. And uh, we talk, had some coffee, me, and a, him, me, him, and a group of classmates there. And we talked sports and on and off. Been doing it for over 20 years now.
1: <laughs> on behalf of everybody else, I'd like to say I'm sorry, uh, Robert.
0: <laughs> and he ain't changed a bit. He's the <laughs> same guy as he was back in August of 2002, Rick. Well, uh, so what's your thoughts about that Trent? The transfer report is getting crazy, man.
1: Well, yeah, and it's about. It's not just about the transfer portal. There's a lot in there about the NIL, uh, yeah. uh, putting restrictions and a cap on it. And I, to be honest with you, if the universities are going to just work on greed, I was totally against kids getting paid the yeah. kind of monies that they're getting. Uh huh. I am starting to s- turn the other way and say, why am I telling kids that you can only do X when yeah. these universities just don't? They just show no loyalty. To the history of their conference, to the other teams in their conference, all they care about is themselves. What yeah. what kind of message are we sending to the kids? And now we're gonna expect. To, there's two things to this, by the way. Yeah. And so, why should I put restrictions on them? I, uh, two weeks ago, I would have said, "Let's." I want this bill to pass. Yeah. Now I don't really care because there are universities, and and before that, the coaches. Have made a mockery of this. They they don't show any loyalty to kids, to the students, no. to the fans, to the conferences, to the people in their the the other teams in their conference. They don't care. It's all about themselves. When Tuberville
0: left one of his jobs, he walked out in the middle of a recruiting meeting
1: and uh, said, yeah, "I just got this all... other
0: job, man. I, I can't I can't recruit you." Yeah,
1: he was not yeah, looking. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, here is the other side of this: if it gets passed, who's going to enforce it? The NCAA is – there's nobody in charge. Yeah. You it's can, the
0: Wild West that they do – you know, Collin Card, I give him credit. He did say that they need some kind of governing body. For one thing, you know, B- B- Pickle says, see, Bobby Petrino. <laughs> Bobby Petrino. <laughs> I wouldn't my, – my stepdad used to tell me, I wouldn't swap nickels with him, you know, <laughs> Bobby Petrino. Good coach, terrible person. God. Don't get on a
1: motorcycle with him either. It's like
0: God, I wouldn't ride across the street with that guy, man. Are you kidding me? I forgot what I was talking about. But yeah, it's it it is very dicey. I've been reading reports of uh of players been offered a couple hundred thousand to 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 transfer. Uh it was supposedly millions, Drake May from North Carolina. Three Our million SEC. dollars.
1: Three yeah. million dollars somebody supposedly offered him to move. There's a mystery team, nobody's named the team.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking Georgia. But that's just me. Or something. Lane Kiffin will do anything to win.
1: Could be Lane Kiffin. Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe I don't, Ole don't know. Miss
1: I don't know if they've got that. Those maybe they got those kind of boosters there at uh, Ole Old Miss. I'm not sure. Yeah. But,
0: Did you see the Johnny Menzel documentary?
1: I have not. Okay. I've obviously heard some of the stuff in it. It's a very yeah. sad it's a tragic story. I mean
0: it is it, it's sad documentary. I'm very not sad.
1: A, I'm not a fan of, of Johnny for a lot of reasons, but um, you know, I don't I hate I hate to see somebody waste their life the way he, way he has, and yeah. he just was somebody who was not prepared for the all everything that was thrown in front of him.
0: That level of stardom
1: just overwhelmed him. Yeah, it wasn't just the money, but it was all of it. It was, yeah. it, it was too much, too fast, and it, that happens. So he
0: admitted, a, yeah, I will sign an autographs.
1: Yeah. It's it, a and in that documentary.
0: documentary, admitted it. Remember, he says that his parents were rich, and they were just giving him money. and fly, He's like, yeah. no, my parents didn't have that kind of money.
1: <laughs> where, where is that documentary, by the it's way? It's on
0: Netflix. It, it came Netflix? out uh,
1: uh day before yesterday. I'll check that one out uh, next yeah. few days, definitely.
0: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get your take on it. it it's good stuff, man. I was watching a coaches poll the other day. Nick Saban and Nick Saban, let's call them Nick Saban team. Uh, Alabama's like third, and some writers are saying they should be like four for fifth. They've had, I don't know how much you follow recruiting, but they've had the number one class every year the last four years except for one, and that was against uh, Texas A&M. They had the number two class. Right. Is the transfer portal killing Alabama? Is it going to be the end of their dynasty, perhaps?
1: Well, I mean, it, it, it depends on what we call the end of a dynasty. I mean, they were ten and two last year and finished yeah. third in the country, right? So that's not terrible. But that, in, in Alabama's mind, that you know, and all of the SEC, that's a down year. And last last second plays too. Still, you know, they still have some issues at quarterback to to work out. I mean, the kid from Notre Dame may end up being a starter week one. Uh, uh, Richardson or something? No, Butcher uh, Buck Buckner something. I probably okay. mispronounced their name, but it's, you don't uh,
0: think it'll be that kid that was playing? It, from might, young it last it, year.
1: I think it will be him before the season's out. But I think it, I think uh, Buckner might get the start there because okay, well, mainly because Tommy Reese is the offensive coordinator there now. From uh, he was in Notre Dame, he was his no, uh, coordinator at Notre Dame. So
0: yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't, and they probably couldn't legally do this. That they didn't get the quarterback who transferred to Notre Dame from Wake Forest. Did you catch that,
1: Sam Hartman? Yeah, he's a great yeah. He has set all kinds of records at Wake Forest. He was Good, wouldn't he? General, he's really, really a good quarterback. Um, had a great career. Um, got one year of eligibility left. He graduated uh, in in four years. I think it's his sixth year actually, though. Yeah, of COVID. Um, he's got a great sixth shirt. Year. Uh, red transfer. Think,
0: you got guys in their mid-20s playing college football now.
1: I, I think if he plays, and the talk is that, that um, Marcus Freeman has done a better job of recruiting wide receivers, running backs, yeah. uh, skill position players than Kelly did. Kelly was really good at, at bringing in linemen and defensive players, but... They didn't have a real explosive offense uh, most of the yep. time. That's why they ran into trouble in the playoff and it gets really, he
0: really I thought he was going to be a disaster for Notre Dame and that guy, Freeman. I think he's really rebounding. Now he still could fall in his face. He's like 35, man.
1: Well, look at they got off to such a bad start last year. I mean yeah. a lot of teams would have folded. That's what that's where I'm impressed. There's a lot of people say they think the job might be too big for him and whatnot. I think the way yeah. they rebounded from a really bad start last year really yeah. speaks to how well he might coach and Sam Hartman can play quarterback with the best of him and and he may they may be a s again is Notre Dame ever a surprise I mean they're only ranked 13 or 14 yeah in the poll but they might Clint be Nelson
0: good. Zach Martin you're right they you know they did used to have some really good offensive linemen
1: yeah I think this will be a good football team and they will challenge I think they'll be in a in the playoff hunt before the year's out
0: yeah Yeah, they're going to be good, man. Uh, Switching gears here. Now, you said something the other day. It really caught me by surprise. Maybe I misunderstood you on the Mac and Jack before I came on. Do you think Traquan Thornton, the wide receiver for the Patriots, may get cut?
1: Uh, There's been some talk. He has not had a great camp, um, and there's been some whispers. Now, again, will they cut him? Uh, Somebody's getting cut there. They're okay. gonna have a hard time. Pop Douglas has played really well, and they're gonna I think they're gonna find a way to keep that guy on the roster. Okay. So somebody's gotta go. It's gonna and Kendrick Bourne has started it started to pick it up in camp a little bit after a slow start himself. Somebody's gonna find themselves the odd man out, and I just might be Thornton if he doesn't step it up a little bit. I like wow. him a lot, and I th- yeah. thought potential was there. He had some trouble with injuries and and whatnot uh, in his rookie year, but he could be the odd guy out. We'll see.
0: Man, what's your thoughts, or have you heard anything about Keyshawn Boot, the sixth-round pick from LSU?
1: Another guy who's p- pushing Thornton down the depth chart because yeah. he's played very well in, in uh, camp as well. Do you
0: think he makes it? Um, He's a sixth-rounder now.
1: I'm going to go on. I'm going to – yes, I'm going to say he, okay. he and Rob Douglas both – make the Doug pop Douglas went to six because from Liberty he was a six round pick as well and I think you may see both those guys make this team
0: yeah well LSU Pickle says LSU is sleeping nasty that's where this guy came from you know LSU's got receivers for days man he
1: he had a really good year two years ago he was down last year he had a down year had some issues with the coaches his attitude was a little bad but you know Patriots take some of those guys and fix those attitudes and turn them into pretty good (laughs) like Garrett Blunt it, it was easier to change your attitudes when Tom Brady was a quarterback, but <laughs> but it's still a th- worth a shot here.
0: You know, and I was want to ask you about that. You know, I keep thinking about them not getting uh DeAndre Hopkins knowing, you know what I know, they if they wanted him bad enough, they could have made it happen with Mac Jones being on that rookie contract. Do you think yeah. it was a Bill O'Brien issue, or do you think it was really they was just slowballing him?
1: I think they weren't willing to pay the money. That's what I think. And he wanted okay. the money and he was going to take the biggest uh, deal he could get. And I think you're right. If they wanted him, they could have found a way to get him. I would have. I mean, again, this is a key year for Mac Jones. All yeah. all signs are pointing to him really bouncing back. He's really taken to uh, Bill O'Brien and Bill O'Brien's uh, um, system schemes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I, but I think he could really have used that veteran presence there. This is a key year for him, right? That, yeah. In the Patriots, they have to decide on, you know, whether he's going to uh, get that fifth year, uh, Option. Picked uh, up. yeah, picked up or not. And yeah. this is a key year; they got to make that decision. I think he needs a really. I think he will. By the way, if this offensive line doesn't you know, turn into totally into Swiss cheese. I I think this team is going to be much better than people think. And I think Mac Jones is going to be much closer to his rookie year or maybe even a little better than he was last year.
0: I keep getting this image every time I watch some plays of Alex Smith. Now, I know Smith got to the playoffs, but he really couldn't do that much. Do you really think that he's got the chance to – is he a guy – from what you've seen, if you think if you take out last year, can you win a Super Bowl with Mac Jones?
1: I think if you surround him with the right talent and he had the right uh uh offense, yes. I think okay. I but again he needs better talent around him. He's yeah. not somebody who's gonna make he's not gonna make the talent better. Like Tom Brady made look at it. tom brady wants are you upset smoke.
0: about that hopkins are, are, are you okay with the hopkins thing going to tennessee like that if he
1: doesn't want to be here then don't be here i mean that's fine yeah. i'm not gonna lose any sleep over what i'd like to have seen him on the team absolutely
0: i thought y'all wow. were a better fit than tennessee i'm in nashville my friends don't want to I hear know. that
1: i know i <laughs> i thought he would have been a good fit here uh belichick likes him i don't think the o'brien thing was a big deal i, I mean, don't
0: either you know? i'm just saying that's what people were saying
1: of course they. Well, they will because they had problems when Brian was a head coach, and it's a different situation yeah. when the guy's a head coach or if he's a coordinator. You that know? is
0: so. true. Yeah. Yes. Guy yeah, said nobody's sleeping on LSU. That is true. Now, th- who who do you think if you had to pick today? I'm not going to make my picks. My final answer. Remember Regis on uh, who <laughs> else yeah. be? A, yeah. My final answer would be the week of after Labor Day, right up because you never know what's going to happen. But I I can't tell you who I think is going to win the AFC East right now. Do you have uh, any kind of
1: idea? No, I've said this a couple times, too, that I really think that division injuries will probably decide it. But right now, I would say any of those teams could finish first and any of those teams could finish last. I really, yeah, they all
0: got their problems, don't they, Keith?
1: Everybody's got a hole here or there. Injuries could be a, a problem if they, if they crop up at the wrong time. That's, you know, anybody. But this division is very volatile, and I think it's very, very good, and they're going to beat each other up. I don't think yeah. it's going to take 13 wins. You know, 11 wins might win this division. Um, yeah. And I, I'm i like you. I Look at, I know who I want to win it. Right. But, and I do think they have a chance to compete depending on what the other teams do. But they could as likely finish last as they could finish first and still have a good year. They could have a better year than last year and finish last.
0: Man. have you? When's the last time you had this school of thought about the East?
1: A long time. I mean, I – 25 yeah. years maybe? I mean, look at it. I mean, one of the knocks against the Patriots' dynasty was that they were, you know, playing against cupcakes every week in the East. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were playing Marshall every week. Yeah, right. right. But, uh, no, it's been a long time since this. I don't remember if this division's ever been this good top to bottom that I can remember.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I I don't know if you watched it, but I actually ordered HBO just to watch Hard Knocks, man.
1: uh, Tonight's the uh, debut, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, last night. I recorded it.
1: It was Well, oh, that's right, Tuesday night. I might watch it after we get done here, actually. Now yeah, about
0: it. yeah, yeah. Rogers, uh, he embraces the whole thing, man. He he said he wanted to meet the narrator and.
1: Uh, yeah, but Liev, uh Lev Schreiber, who was a great actor, by the way. um yeah, I,
0: I didn't know he was an actor. I thought he was just a voiceover guy.
1: Yeah, I don't know that he's going to be doing it because of the the strike. So I don't know yeah, that he's, he's doing gonna, it. He, he came doing? down and met him. oh good <clears throat> i never knew who I, i've been listening to him do voiceovers for probably 20 years he does a lot of pbs uh documentaries he does oh, okay all of HBO stuff i didn't know as liev schreiber i watched i thought you know he's i don't know if you watch a lot of uh um gritty drama shows but he played a great character on uh, showtime and uh now the name's escaping me, but uh, yeah, he played a fixer out in Hollywood. He's a great, great. great oh, okay. Uh, Ray Donovan was the name of the show,
0: right? Oh, I've heard of that show.
1: Great show, and uh, that's Liev I think that's
0: on Netflix too, isn't it?
1: It probably is now. Yeah, I would say okay. that probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. Yeah.
0: Wow. You know, I'm not by myself with this AFC. I thought it was just me, man. This well, is crazy, ain't it? This division.
1: I think there's not more people because people want. I think people are underestimating the Patriots mostly. Yeah. I think the other three teams have got their backers, uh, but people, you know, what was he? I mean, Vegas came out with six and a half. I think was the over under for the Patriots wins, and that's, yeah,
0: I'm all over the that. Over
1: there, all over that over.
0: I think you can. I think you can upset. Uh, Jamie, don't want to hear this. But you're at home against New or uh, Philadelphia with four and a half points. I like that. With the new with the new offensive coordinator.
1: I like that week one. Anything can happen in week one. Give me the four yeah. and a half points at home.
0: Four and a half at home. Young head coach. That all favors Belichick. Everything. Other Everything than uh, a scrambling quarterback. I mean, you know, well. you got Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields' nightmares there.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. The, the Justin Fields is just the latest of a long line of, of scrambling quarterbacks that have driven them nuts. Even when they yeah. were really good, they struggled against this type of quarterback. Always. Yeah,
0: that's the only advantage I think they. Obviously, they got better personnel, top to bottom. Oh, do
1: not think like, so? I, no, I the Eagles. Yeah. Better personality. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> uh, but, you know, this is it's time for Bill Belichick to show that he's the genius that y'all thought he was yeah. while he had number 12 playing quarterback.
0: He said he played in Tooth and Wolverine. I mean, you guys know about that. I, I never recognized the guy. I saw, he, he came down. This is really, you should watch. It's good. Going back to Hard Knocks, he comes down on a helicopter. And then they're playing this music. He's like, I didn't want to do this. The producers wanted me to make this grand entrance. And he's like, you're the voice of God, man. And he shakes hands with him. It's funny, man. His voice like hes Morgan Freeman or something.
1: When you see him in movies, you would not relate the voice you hear in these voiceovers to him. Because he just, he I've never heard that voice in a movie or a, or a show that he's done.
0: Yeah. So. He said he uh, uh, um, copied the guy, and you'll probably know this guy, the guy that narrated the NFL Films.
1: John Facenda?
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Man, was, you are the man. With, I knew you would know that stuff. He,
1: he was a voice of God. Yeah. John Facenda. He was a newsman in Philadelphia, actually. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love that, man. Make it like it's a big dramatic movie. It's just a football game.
1: Absolutely. Oh, they did great stuff. Look at NFL Films is, is responsible for making the NFL what it is today as any. Anyway.
0: Doomsday defense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Again. Yeah. Oh! Sorry about that. <laughs> I thought you had some NFL films music back there. Yeah. there Woo! Man, wow. you get me amped up. How about that one? That's good stuff, man. There oh yeah. Makes and you want to go, go to Burger King. I'll get us. I'll get us. Remember the Burger off. King commercials? They had the Burger King man.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah! He's
0: running down there, you know. And you play that, you play what you just played, and then <laughs> the Berkey
1: man's great. <laughs> Try not to play too much of it because well, you know, we'll get a copyright infringement. You copyright. I've already gotten trouble
0: from playing stuff from TikTok on Facebook because you know uh, TikTok's owned by China and they don't yeah. care about copyright.
1: Yeah, yeah, wait a You play all kinds of music on TikTok <laughs> stuff in the background.
0: You play on Facebook, hey, we're not allowed to, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm sorry. Jeez.
1: I got to tell you a story. I was. Um, yeah. I think I was doing whatever. I was doing a test one time on my stream yard. Yeah. So I have this other uh, page where I kind of will broadcast to. Just I see it. That's it. Yeah. Well, I was doing it, and I was letting it run because I thought I was having an issue with something or other, and I just let it go, and I forgot I left it on. And I had an old episode of Perry Mason on a TV that was kept getting picked up by the microphone. <laughs> they shut my show down because I was feeling Perry Mason Oh man, playing the show on my sh- Are you kidding me? I'm the I only guy in the, the world clip. watching Perry Mason.
0: I was asking Carlos on one of my shows uh, about the um, what does he think about Saquon Barkley? And, <laughs> and I was doing the clip with some music in the background. And uh, somehow I somehow, something made me think about the Law and Order theme song, and you can use it on oh, TikTok. Dun 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 dun, <laughs> dun, dun 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 dun. I, I love those little theme songs, man.
1: I just like that little dun dun at the end, and I'm going to start doing that for Carlos when we do our show. Dun together. Dun, dun,
0: dun dun. Yeah, <laughs> man, this is great, Keith. Uh, de- definitely got to bring you back on, especially as we get closer to the season, and see if I can get you get an idea from you. You're probably like me, man. You want to wait. I guess you want to wait till the week of Labor Day, right?
1: Probably. I mean, again, I need to see how things play out in training camp here. And uh, see who gets hurt, who gets man. released, who gets signed. I think it'll be, yeah, in of fat man. <laughs> CA's the best.
0: Those are the old, hey, those are good shows, man.
1: CA's one of the big followers of my show, he's a good guy, and I'm glad he's here. Uh, checking those us out the right. Raymond
0: Perry Mason. I mean, I like Seinfeld, Steam, uh, Law and Order, The Sopranos. Yep, you oh. know,
1: The Sopranos is excellent. Stuff. Do, do, do,
0: do, 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 do. I thought she was about to put that on.
1: <laughs> you know that song is about a murder, a woman who murdered her husband here in upstate New York, actually.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, what's his name? Um, Chase. What's his name? The creator? David Chase. David. Yeah, Chase. he was listening to it on the radio, just driving yeah. around. He said, I want to put that on my show.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he told the story. There's a great podcast called Talking Sopranos. Have you oh, yeah? seen I don't know if you. It's uh, uh, the guy that played Bobby Bacalaya. Oh yeah. Um, Uh,
1: Steve Sharipa. Oh, great stuff. And Michael Imperioli. Yep.
0: Yeah. And they fight on there like brothers, and it is hilarious. And Steve Sharipa is totally pulls no punches.
1: It's funny. I friended him on Facebook, and I've been stalking him, trying to get him on my show. Actually, oh
0: my god! If you get Steve Tarippa, man, I have to loan you ten, man.
1: <laughs> I've been, I've been uh, forever sending him messages. He never responds. So one day he might just to tell me to show Oh shut yeah. Up. Know,
0: like Steve would try. I hope you can't cuss, but you know he will.
1: One of my favorite characters on uh, The Sopranos <laughs> was Bobby Bacala. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he said. He said this. Uh, this director in another show or assistant director said, "Hey, he's like, hey, Bobby. He's like, my. He's like, my name is Steve, Mother Effer. My name is Steve.
1: <laughs> you know, he's got a real short temper, man. I did not know that. It, yeah, it sounds like it. Because he was so, he was very even tempered for a gangster and uh, uh, totally. Uh, he's he. I, I'll
0: be. I'll put it this way. He grew up in a very rough neighborhood, Brooklyn." He could have played Tony, you know, if he had the confidence and experience. Obviously, um, Gandalf had more experience, uh, but he could have played Tony, uh, Steve Scharripp. I think he's that good.
1: Yeah, he, he's, he's a really good actor. Yeah. Scene, one of the best scenes in that show. You you watched the, the whole the thing. Bite, I've watched
0: yeah. it all the way through, three
1: times. One of the worst things Tony ever did when he decided just because he made Bobby, go kill the guy. Remember? Yeah. Bobby didn't want to do it. Bobby never whacked anybody. Yeah. And he made him go do it just to be a, you know. you know. Yeah,
0: because of that, because of the fight. And yeah. that was that
1: was hard to watch, wasn't it? It was. He didn't want to do it. It was sad, man. But,
0: so Ripa said that, he said, man, I was sore for days after we filmed that fight scene.
1: Now I got to ask you, and I know we're way over, and we're not talking about anything about sports, but who cares? Yeah. Did you like the ending of The Sopranos?
0: No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I, I.
1: He. I'm in a minority there too. I loved it. I loved great it. Great show. What are you in the show like that, man? If you remember, I tell everybody this. Yeah. There was a scene during that last uh, season where uh, Tony was having a conversation with somebody. I don't remember who it was, and they were talking about life and death. And he goes, "What do you think happens when you die?" And Tony said, "I don't think anything happens. I think everything goes to black."
0: Oh wow!
1: Well, you—that was in the last
0: season. season.
1: Yes, I believe it was in the last season. Yes. So I remember
0: they have like a lot of dream sequences. Remember when yeah. he was at the bar, the dream sequence. I wonder if that scene happened during that part. Maybe. Remember, he was playing another guy or something like that.
1: Because of that previous scene, I believe I know how it ended. Yeah. I think he got whacked, and it was over. That was he went to black. There oh, was you
0: did home. think he get? I,
1: uh, because Steve
0: he thinks it life just went on, nothing happened. Yeah, I know a lot of the people walking in. You are thinking this is going to happen that, and and that was all on purpose.
1: Of course, I get it, but because of that one line from earlier in the season where he said, "When you die, everything just goes to black," I think Tony got whacked.
0: Wow, that's food for thought. They brought that up. And they brought him on that podcast, and David Chase wouldn't tell you. He'll take it to his deathbed.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So either way, it's a great show. I I like a lot of the one-liners.
1: There's some great stuff in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I appreciate it, Keith. All right. Thank you, Robert. All right, buddy. Have a good one. I'll see you Sunday. See you for
1: 10 seconds on Sunday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Uh, If you like the show, please share the show. We'll be back tomorrow with Jack Hirsch, Hall of Fame boxing writer. Got a lot of good stuff for him. Thanks, everybody.